So we've done one headline show in the past. So tonight we're bringing it back because we got great feedback from it. We're talking about twerking. We're talking about uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, health insurance. Is it a good time to start a business? So yeah, it kind of is a broad set of topics tonight. So make sure that you watch the entire 30 minutes tweet using the hashtag YFE chat and we'll try and feature as many of you as possible tonight. This is Jennifer Dono. I'm your host for YFE Chat Live, the live show that happens every Thursday night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern here on YFELive.com. It's episode 79, and the topic for tonight is headlines. Like I said, we're going to be talking about everything from twerking to health insurance options to Jean-Claude Van Damme and uh, whether or not it's a great time to start a startup or not. So tonight's episode, episode 79, is brought to you by Ovalight TV. Ovalite believes in building community through shared experiences. We produce professional live webcasts that bring tribes together. Visit ovaline.tv today. And by MailChimp, MailChimp is the best way to design, send, and share email newsletters. You can get started today at MailChimp.com for free. Love MailChimp. I actually just sent out an email uh, to everyone, to everyone in the list this afternoon. That's kind of a, a recap of what's going on, because there's a lot going on at YFE right now. There's always a lot going on, but I feel like over the last month, I it's it's been a little hard to communicate just everything that's going on. So there was three main points that was um, that that's what's happening right now on YFE. You can sign up for the mail the mailing list at uh, yfe.me forward slash mailed it. Make sure that you get on our list. You have the option to join Bootstrap Book Club, which we'll talk about in a second, and also you have the option to join. Um, the action calendar list, which we'll also talk about in a second. As far as the action calendar goes, or no, let's start with Bootstrap Book Club. I'm going to bring Stacy on in a second, too. Stacy at the Stacy Harris is joining us. That's her Twitter handle. You guys can tweet her at the Stacy Harris. Uh, she's going to be joining me for the headline. She's also on the at YF Entrepreneur Twitter handle. So if you guys tweet us, that's going to be Stacy. Um, she's so much fun, very funny, and I love all her viewpoints. She's very well, she's very opinionated, and she's great about speaking up about things. So it's going to be a fun show. So anyway, Bootstrap Book Club. Uh, the end, we've, we're Voting for our next book. Our next book, we've got about six or seven options. I kind of went through all the all of the books people suggested and picked a few, and then picked a few from the ones in the past that had gotten a number of votes. And so we have a few to choose from. Let me list them off quickly. So we've got um, Pam Slim's. I think it's Escape from Cubicle Nation. I think I just put a Cubicle Nation on the Facebook voting poll. Uh, Thank You Economy by Gary Vaynerchuk. Fascinate by Sally Hogshead. Uncertainty by Jonathan Fields, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, and Madam Secretary by Madeleine Albright. And I voted for Madam Secretary and nobody else has. <laughs> I thought it would be a nice little escape from, from you know, like business talk and that kind of thing. But I totally understand about like the actual actionable things. Makes more sense for bootstrappers. So anyway, very excited about that. Please make sure that you vote. Voting closes tomorrow night. You can go to yfe.me forward slash bootstrap books just to join the Facebook group. It's a private closed group, um, and it's it's 
really easy to vote. It's just a Facebook poll. So the action calendar, it's been happening starting at the beginning of September. Jacqueline Jensen of TicketCake.com. It's an event site. Uh, you can post your event up there and take registrations. Uh, she's been curating our events so um, or our actions. So every day there's a new action for you to do. And you can follow along, do them, and tweet what you're doing using the hashtag YFE chat. So today's date, the 12th, um, this is August action calendar. Whoops. I didn't update that. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. So August, um, or the September action calendar, I'll tell you that the event today is supposed to be the Jacqueline's recording her downtown podcast tonight in Ticket Cake headquarters. One of the things that we tweeted about today in our all-day YFE chat hashtag tweetathon was uh, to when, when was the last time you visited Las Vegas? And the last time I visited Las Vegas, there was no, like, business mecca type of a deal. I was in business and it was for a wedding and all I was thinking about when I was there was where can I get free drinks? <laughs> and so uh, I, since then, it's so cool to think that so much is going on there. She's with Vegas Tech. She's very big there. And so what they do, they talk a lot about Vegas Tech and some of the startups that are happening down there. And so you can check it out at downtownpodcast.tv. Um, tomorrow's action is work in progress in downtown Las Vegas. is streaming TED Talks from 10 to 2. Come join or watch a new TED Talk on your own today. So each action is really easy to do. If you want to get featured on the action calendar, you can email action at youngfemaleentrepreneurs.com. It's a pretty cool gig. It's easy and you get a lot of exposure. So the last thing is that Jacqueline's actually going to be live next Wednesday with uh, Kate Rudder and we're going to be talking about lean startup principles which if you've watched the show we're big fans of the lean startup. Um, got the book up there and so it's going to be a really interesting live webcast. So that's the news at YFE. Let's bring Stacy on. Hello Stacy. Hi. Since you got to say your vote for Bootstrap Book Club, I think it's only fair I get to say my vote. Yeah. I know what it is. I think what, well, that's because it's on the list because I suggested it. I know. Thank you, Economy. Thank you. And do we have going to be, I have read it and it's very good. It is really good. I agree. And I told you on the comments, I was like, well, should we wait for his next book? And Stacy was like, well, what, why can't we just read both? So anyway. Huh? No, it's Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah, yeah. I'm reading, I think it's called Crush It, or Crush. I'm reading that one now. Crush It, we have that. They're I can dip stuff. my head down and you guys can see it. Right there. <laughs> uh, I so yeah. From over there, but that's all I got. The Thank You Economy, I think, is a really good book, and it I it re it leaves off from Crush It. I don't know if that's what you're getting when you're reading Crush It right now. It's kind of a mm -hmm. it's the second step for the Crush It kind of thing, and so I'm assuming yeah. this next book is going to be a next step off of Thank You Economy. We talked about it a little bit in the last headlines, so um, let's get into headlines since we've I've got you on right now, Stacy. Um, our cool. first one that we're going to talk about is the fake twerking video from Jimmy Kimmel. And you guys might be wondering, why are we talking about this on a business, entrepreneurial, um, serious talk show? <laughs> we're not, serious. first of all, we're not that serious. You said that very seriously. I know, right? <laughs> and it's funny when I talk to people about YFE and they're, you know, they suggest certain speakers. And I'm like, well, but we're much more pop culture entrepreneurship than... Like, it's light and fluffy, and we try, of course, I definitely think it's important to keep people in the know of what's happening, and that's why we're going to be talking about some, the Affordable Health Care Act, we're going to be talking about a few other things later on, but this is a fun way to get started. So, Jimmy Kimmel uh, came out with this twerking video, um, but we didn't know it. 
my husband came over to me one day and was like, you guys, you have to watch this. And it was, I was horrified. And then two days later, we were watching Jimmy Kimmel and it was all him. Did you watch it before it came out that it was him? I did. It was all, I try to avoid all things twerking or in all honesty, all things Miley Cyrus at this point. Cause it's just, I don't enjoy watching train wrecks. And hold on. We they have make a, me sad. We have a shot of the, of the actual video. It's Jimmy Kimmel. It's the first one. Yeah. yeah. And, um, so I finally broke down because it was everywhere. And I was like, I can't avoid this anymore. And so I watched it. And then I was very happy to find out that it was Jimmy Kimmel. Because I'm like, this is better now. Like, it's hilarious now that it's not sad and pathetic. Um, I think <laughs> it was very cool. Yeah, well, I thought this was interesting. And this is why I wanted to discuss it. It's because uh, his, yeah, see? <laughs> uh, his competitor, Jimmy Fallon, um, you know, late night, they talk about the late night wars. This is a very competitive field. And Jimmy oh, yeah. Fallon comes out with these, like, viral videos all the time. And Jimmy Kimmel, Thanks not so much. Timberlake. Yeah, well, and so Jimmy Kimmel had, like, the Handsome Men's Club or whatever that was called. And he mm -hmm. has certain viral videos. But he's not as good as Jimmy Fallon, I think, with this thing. And I feel like this was, like, his big competitive move. Let's see if we can do this and what would happen. And do something a little different different and so we po we posted it out the question out to which is the next shot out to twitter um asking people if if you were to do a viral video what would it be and a lot of people were like oh i don't know about video but it would definitely not be a prank do you think that um do you think you can i mean there's a fine line we're going to talk about offensive marketing shortly but do you think that there's some a fine line between you don't want to make people feel stupid for sharing it right I just, that was kind of what well, I was thinking. I think it's kind of, and this is going to probably be unpopular, but I'm going to say it anyways. I think it's kind of um, weird poetic justice that it made people feel stupid because generally people are spreading a viral video because someone did something stupid in it and they want to spread that person's stupidness. So instead of like collectively making fun of one group of video people, the group of video people were collectively laughing at everyone who shared it. And I, I like that it was kind of turned on its head. So for everyone that's watching live, I should mention we have our phone line open. So if you call one 415 you can uh, call and tell us your opinion, too, on what we're talking about. Because this is definitely, if you're watching this live, chat in, tweet in your opinions. Stacey will report them back to us. Or you're more than welcome to call them in, too. So, yeah, I, I think the video is interesting. I just like to look at it as this is a big marketing attempt to differentiate himself. A lot of people are doing these talk shows. How can we get ourselves out there and make it seem like something a little bit different, something that is a little bit more press-worthy? And do you notice he didn't stop at the viral videos? It was about getting the attention from the press. So the press picked it up. What can we do with mm -hmm. it afterwards? So I thought that was neat that there was, like, there was more to it. And so that's when I, whenever I talk to people about, like, the show and the live video and when I when I try and convince guests to come on, I'm like, okay, well, we do all this promotion before the show, we do promotion during the show, and there's all this work afterwards as well. And so it's much better than yeah. just putting out a video there. Same thing happened with him. He did this viral video, he did all the marketing, or, you know, it came out, it spread like wildfire, press picked it up, and then he came out with the second piece, a follow-up piece, so he got to follow up with the press afterwards. So I just thought that was really smart of him to be thinking, it's kind of like the, the thinking out, out of ways kind of a thing. Smart. Mm -hmm. It is smart. I think people tend to launch things and think the work is done, but really the work is just begun. Exactly. And at Corey Freeman saying she laughed without knowing it was fake. Yeah. And she said she liked it because not only is she okay, but she can laugh and learn how to set people on fire professionally. So apparently Corey's going to become a stunt coordinator. 
that's what I took from that sentence. That's funny. So <laughs> let's move on to our next topic, which is much more serious, the startup insurance versus Oscar. So, um, Stacey, I don't know if you got a chance to check out these articles. We've got two of them that we're talking about tonight. Um, both One is from BizJournals and the other is from Business Insider. If you're wait- watching this later, we'll include the links to um, this post or in the post that's coordinating with the video. And I'm um, tweeting them out if you guys want to check them out while you're watching awesome. us. Awesome. CC are so good. So uh, the startup insurance is started by YEC, which is a, um, a member invite-only membership organization where it has a bunch of startup founders. And there's about 800 of them, I think, in there right now. And they're all people that have noteworthy startups. And uh, so what happens is all of these people, you know, the just like any good community, the leader listens to what the members are, you know, what pain points they have. And um, he tries, well, in this case, he tried to solve it. So, or he did solve it. So um, Scott Gerber and Ryan Pa are the two co-founders. And they went ahead and branched off. YEC is a nonprofit entity. And now Startup Insurance is a for-profit um, uh, operation. It's very interesting. I'm excited to hear more about it. And I don't believe that it's in, I think they launched the site now. If you go to startupinsurance.com, you can actually sign up for it. But the Affordable Care Act is going, yeah, there's uh, there's two of them. So one's YEC and the second one's, yeah. So this is this is the article with it. That's Scott Gerber there. Um, so the big thing here is uh, the Affordable Care Act is going to be um, put into place in October. It keeps getting pushed off. I mean, this has been years in the making. For those of you that have been in business for yourselves for a long time with health insurance, you've probably been following just like I have. And go to the next one. So the other interesting thing, so we've got this activity. I think there's just going to be crazy activity over the the next year as far as health insurance goes. Joshua Kushner um, has invested in a new insurance company called Oscar. And this one's not launching until next year. And it's an actual insurance provider, just like Aetna or someone like that. They've created their own insurance company, whereas startup um, insurance, from all that I can see, is using another entity, you know, like selling... Uh, bonded insurance, whatever you call that. Mm -hmm. So he, uh, Joshua Kushner, is trying to create something that is is going to change the industry, change how we purchase insurance, what what how we see our claims, how we you know decide what to use. So I think that's going to be really interesting. I'm excited to hear more about Oscar, Stacey. What I mean, do you have? You don't have to answer this. This is kind of a personal question, but do you have insurance? I do, but I'm really really lucky. Because my husband has a nine to five for a major, well, it's not, whatever. He works um, for a major corporation. So we have insurance through him. So I don't have to worry about trying to do insurance as someone who's self employed. Um, but yeah, even just dealing with that small, like, little part, like having to choose through the options through a company is insane. I can't imagine from a self employed standpoint, they're so much to figure out and I know that the options are all very limited currently um, so I'm excited to see what these do for for self-employed um, and entrepreneurs so uh, <laughs> sorry Stacey so the, okay. the the insurance piece okay so the reason why I brought this up too is because this is something that I was very passionate about in 2010 so in 2010 um, my husband got laid off for a year <laughs> and we had to pay for our own health insurance and it was crazy expensive actually to start off with when he first got laid off it was something like 
$350 a month. I'm just going to be, I, we're, we don't use the same insurance anymore. My husband since then has gotten a full-time job and I have insurance through him. Um, so we no longer have to do the whole, I pay for full out insurance, but it was $350 a month for just him and I, and then, um, and that was for, I got pregnancy covered and all sorts of stuff. October came around and Obamacare got started. Um, and the insurance company, I had a son, I had my son and it went from 350 a month to 800 a month. Yeah, and I was telling my friends about this, and they were like, oh, my God, I don't even pay that much for rent. <laughs> and so I think I just was like, there's got to be something. I mean, other people must be having this issue. And so it was funny with I've just kind of looked at what's happening around YEC and the people that are talking about health insurance, and it's not just little old me that's having this issue. There's people with very, like, companies you see in the press all the time that are having mm -hmm. the same issues. So I just think it's going to be an interesting conversation. I'm interested to see what happens with when Obamacare gets full-fledged into it. I mean, right now, a big thing that happened was that if you're under 26, you can have health insurance through your parents. Hopefully you guys know that. I still meet young women today that are like, what? I can get health mm -hmm. insurance with my parents? I'm like, yeah, you can. Um, if your parents have, you know, a full-time job with coverage and all that fun stuff. Um, but then also, um, there's just like a lot of other little things that are happening, especially for people that are younger and people that are starting companies are freelancers. There's a lot of organizations that are coming together and pooling um, resources too. And so uh, with that in mind, I think we'll just kind of leave the topic because I could go on and on about healthcare insurance. If you're watching this later on, definitely put in what you do about health insurance. Are you insured? Uh, what's what's your frustrations around health insurance? What questions do you have? I think this is a great place to start voicing your questions. If you don't, if you honestly don't know about what's going on with the Affordable Health Care Act, ask because these things are important. So moving on, the next topic that we wanted to talk about is the truth about working from home. So we've got this article from Cosmopo Cosmopolitan Magazine, and um, and. <laughs> So it's uh, all about what it really looks like to work from home and how um, you watch Sex in the City or Girls and it's like this high fashion, fun kind of thing when at the end of the day it's all about <laughs> sweatpants look. And it was a hilarious article and it showed every anything that shows like um, funny pictures I'm all about. But anyway, uh, I put it up on Facebook and there was a little bit of a heated debate going on about whether or not it really is unrealistic or not. And I think it's totally realistic. When I first got started, I was much more like, um, I was much more like the, one of the commenters said where it was all planned out and I got dressed every day, but then I got, re then I realized that uh, it was not something I really had to do. You know, especially as, as days got busier, as I got more involved, um, I started to let my dishes go a little bit, <laughs> you know. When you work nine to five, there's marketing departments at your com company most likely. When you work for yourself, you still have to do all the fulfillment, but you also have to promote yourself and make sure you get that next job. So Stacey, I don't know, what's your startup life or your work from home life look like? Um, I, th I think when I first started, I was so excited that I didn't have to wear like um, business casual or anything corporate-y. Um, so I, I totally went yoga pants and t-shirts for like a year. And then I realized that I was much more productive on days where I, like, I had a meeting and so I got dressed. So I get dressed now. Also, I get up and take my son to school in the morning and I feel like I should get dressed before I do that so I don't embarrass him in the future somehow. Um, but no, I feel like it's totally 
anything is realistic when you work from home. If you want to get up and have a really structured schedule and have an office wardrobe and that's how you want to function, then that's the beauty of working from home. That's your freedom. If you want to work in yoga pants and a tank top, then work in yoga pants and a tank top. It's whatever works for you. That's the joy and that's the freedom. So we've got Corey uh, says, no. Oh God, people or Oh my God, people, please put pants on during daylight hours. So Corey's vote is pants. <laughs> we're questionable on what she says on shirts, but we're totally on the pants. Oh my Most wear pants. Um, <laughs> well, you know, I think like you said, if you want to wear yoga pants all day, um, the wardrobe code is just, I'm she's sure. Having, yeah. She's having to fit somewhere, <laughs> but it, I think it, that's right. I mean, you're setting up, this is your own company culture. You can make it whatever you want it to be as a, your own business owner. If you want, um, to work from home with your yoga pants on, you're setting the example for your contractors too. You're letting them know, Hey, I've, um, anyone you can work, you know, in whatever attire you can show up to meetings and whatever. So you just have to remember about that, that you're also setting the example for people, um, that you're working with. So, Definitely. uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and move on to the next one, which is with Kevin Spacey. And I love this presentation. Oh, yes. If you guys haven't watched it yet, it was great on so many different levels as a Netflix fan, as a fan of House of Cards, as a, someone that's interested in media, someone that owns a business. It was fantastic. But I think his big point that I wanted to talk about was, um, that he, uh, he was saying that. Netflix, he shopped this around and people had to do these previews, right? Or the um, the pilot show. And what Netflix did that was beautiful was that they looked at the data, they saw what people like to watch, and then they said, yeah, our viewers will watch it. Let me give it to them. And so the big, the big takeaway for me was give people what they want, when they want it, how they want it. And that's exactly what Netflix does. And it got me thinking, okay, how am I doing that? I don't know about if that was your takeaway, Stacey, but I thought that was very, um, that was just a good question for me to ponder. And what really snagged me specifically is he made a comment about how, is it any less TV because you watch it all at once on your iPad? Or is it any less a movie because you watch it at home? Like it, how it's received and how the customer enjoys it does not have to determine its packaging. Like you can give that to them so they have whatever works for them. Um, and I really like that. I think that's really smart. I think it's really, really um, the way media is moving, especially in the TV area. I mean, you can watch fall shows that are going to be coming out on Hulu right now. I know. Isn't that awesome? I got so excited. I watched Mindy Project already. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's the I wa I'm, I'm going to watch Trophy Wife tonight, but don't tell my husband because oh, he doesn't know it. yet, and I'm going to make him watch. Is it good? I'm hoping it's good. I liked it because I like little silly things. And I like her. I, I like forget the too. actress's name. I like I her. I too. My husband watched it with me, and he didn't like it. Oh, so maybe I'll wait and watch it alone. <laughs> I like the, the guy is from the West Wing, too, and I really like I like him. I think yeah. he's funny. I like him um, in comedies, so too. It. It's good. Um, so For anyway. Days, necessary. But I, I just want to touch on the point before we move to the next headline about um, that how where media is going. Because I think this mm -hmm. is just important to stress about business. That's so true. Your television is just becoming another piece of hardware sh soon, right? It's mm -hmm. the same thing as an iPad, as a phone. Most cable networks you can now get on your iPad anyway in some form of an app. So whether it's on Netflix, if it's you can watch later. 
media companies, I think, are really starting to jump on it a little bit faster than like the music industry did about how we can actually still make money, you know, how we can change our business model and yeah. still give people what they want. And I think that's something we as entrepreneurs need to be thinking about all the time. How is, what is the future of what I'm doing look like? Should I get there now? What should I be doing? What little tweaks should I be making to make people that much happier with how I'm delivering my services. So on that note, moving into the media piece, GoDaddy, uh, always a hot topic uh, with a lot of shows for their commercials, came out with one that's not so hot um, with Jean-Claude Van Damme. And so is it uh, Deutsch? Uh, the Do- is that how you pronounce it, Cece? Do you know? I think so, but I'm not positive. Okay, so I know of this ad company because I was, uh, through college, I watched the Today Show every morning before class. Like, that was my thing. I loved the Today Show. And their founder was always on uh, the Today Show talking about ads and what people were doing. And I fell in love with the company. I've always kind of followed them. And so when GoDaddy used, contracted them, which I think was before the Super Bowl, right? The Super Bowl did the new ad. But mm-hmm. now they're doing, um, so they went away even further from that Super Bowl ad into uh the into just ditching the women ditching the sex appeal altogether and going with this Jean-Claude Van Damme um montage and I thought that was interesting because it's still kind of edgy like Jean-Claude Van Damme huh you play you want me to play yeah I don't have audio on any of them so yeah this is what it looks like and uh so it's going all the way from the sexy women into this kind of like silly thing but it really gets the message going right there's a small business owner that's going and he says something like go for it or get started I forget exactly what it is but it's pretty funny and so I like that they went from the sexy sleazy stuff into the funny thing because this is as a hosting provider this is one of our number one complaints why people would move over to us is because they were offended by GoDaddy's commercials um so Stacy before I go off on a rant too much further (laughs) what do you think about GoDaddy's new commercial I uh I really prefer it to the old ones I still don't love it um I'm not a massive fan of GoDaddy anyways personally totally my own opinion not reflective of anyone else's um but with that said um it's an improvement over grossness I, I thought the, the previous year's commercials were not just sexy sexist, but just not, I don't, they were just gross. I agree. And they have a very, I happen to know that they have a very, one of their largest groupings coming in are like us, YFEs. Um, they have a really large female customer base to have commercials that not only don't target them, but like push them in the other direction. Like actively working against yourself. It's funny that you mentioned that because I did. I read an article that was from one of our our local um, media publications because GoDaddy is actually setting up office in Kirkland here. And Mm -hmm. uh, we have one here in Phoenix too. Yeah. Well, they're headquartered in Phoenix, right? Mm -hmm. So um, the the article was talking about how the CEO is now saying, because they have a new CEO, it's no longer Bob Parsons. He's saying Mm -hmm. uh, we really have to make sure that women feel comfortable here. They, the, the services need to be clean, they need to be easy to use, and they need to be marketed towards them. Whereas in the past, it's been a developer male game. When mm-hmm. we as hosting providers, that was a big thing for us. We decided to target women very early in the game when no one else was doing it because nobody wanted women to be 
to be at their place. Women didn't know what they were doing. They didn't know like how to use WordPress. They they were scared of women. And nowadays, women know more about um, web stuff. It's not something scary mm-hmm. for people to have to support. And so, and plus, there's way more of us now that are starting businesses and more mm-hmm. uh, solopreneurs that are starting businesses. And that's a lot Definitely. of the market. So, it's smart of GoDaddy to change their ad look. And like you're saying, it's not still kind of a weird feel to it but I just thought it was it's still like it's very sophisticated and and clean and smooth and it just feels like it feels like they're moving in just a very good direction well I think they did a a decent job of transitioning away from being the sexist but keeping their sort of like we're a different kind of ad feel yeah because they're not the same ad as you're going to see from everybody else no, like you um, that's saw. That's always kind of been their thing. One on one, one and one um, did an ad on the Super Bowl that was like very functional. They showed a mm-hmm. thing that said "Sign up for f- and get started today," and you got to log on and build a, f- a website, and then you could purchase it. So mm-hmm. it's yeah, it's definitely very different. And then you've got like HostGator on the other end that does really silly things, like cartoon HostGator things. So. Anyway, differentiating differentiating yourself as far as ads go, especially when you it's a very competitive market that offer a lot of the same things. There's only so many th- ways that you can differentiate yourselves, and um, marketing was definitely something GoDaddy has done. So the next point, Stacy, is an article that you wanted to point out, and it was about is it a good time to start a business? Yes, it's from um, Entrepreneur Online. I don't know if it's actually in their magazine or not. I haven't seen it. I think it's just online. Um, but it was three reasons it's a perfect time to be an entrepreneur. And my favorite one was point number one. Um, It's young and old, everyone's on board. I think that there is this huge movement of uh, young people that are sort of coming in and taking control of their careers. Um, And I thought it was cool that Entrepreneur Magazine really highlighted that all generations are sort of in the entrepreneur ball game right now. And I thought that was really, really cool. So I don't know what your thoughts are on there being, do you think there's a big generational divide or do you think there's sort of people of all ages who are in the game now? I feel like this topic comes up every year. (laughs) When when there Mm -hmm. was a recession, it was, it's a great time to start up. Now that things are going back, it's a great time to start up. It's always, (laughs) that's kind of like the thing is it's always good to, to start a business. And so, I mean, I think the part about the age gap was an interesting one that you made because I did, I saw that was one of the bullet points and I was thinking, okay, well, that's different because before with the recession, it was more, the talk was about young entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, I what I would be interested in seeing is how many older entrepreneurs, people that are in, you know, their 50s, how many of them ditched their full-time jobs with like retirement on the cusp to start a business? You know, it's one thing when you're young and you've got plenty of time to fool around and um, to, you know, eat top ramen, that kind of a thing. But when yeah. you're older, it's it seems much more taboo to go off on your own. So that's the one thing that I thought was interesting. Maybe is this time specifically, do we see more people, you know, 50 plus starting businesses? Mm-hmm. And I should say that is the norm too. Business owners are... 50 yeah. and older. Um, women are 40 and older. So when we talk about young female entrepreneurs, I always say 20s and 30s because typically a female entrepreneur starts at the age of 40 with the more average female entrepreneur being around their 60s, like mm-hmm. late 50s. So um, I think that's an interesting point. And the other article that you mentioned was the um, the other one that we wanted to discuss is about stress. And it's so funny yes. you, you mentioned that one. And my my mom just emailed me and said, you have to watch this. 
<laughs> I love this because it's all about, um, okay, I, full disclosure, tend to be easily stressed out. Like I tend to go, well, not so much anymore, but I used to really go worst case scenario on things. And like, I'd, <laughs> I'd be like, oh no, oh no, we gotta do this, we gotta do this. And um, now I try to be a little more uh, laid back with things and sort of um, breathe through it and like approach it more logically and less emotionally, um, which helps my stress level. Um, but it was really interesting to hear the idea that it's not stress that's bad for you, it's worrying about you being stressed, like it's thinking about stress as a negative thing. Um, so I really encourage you guys all to watch the TED Talk after we're done here. Um, I just tweeted it out, but it's really, really interesting. And I want to know, do you, can, can how do you force yourself out of that, like, oh no, I'm freaking out. Like, how do you get to, no, 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 this could be a good thing. Let's use this as a motivator instead of a, a blockade. That's a good, that's a great question uh, because I think stress is a big thing for entrepreneurs and it's very unhealthy. Yeah. It's very unhealthy and it's also not very conducive to growth, right? If you're always stressed so about the current state that you're in or the past or what's going to happen in the future, it's not something that you can really focus on. How can I do better? So, um, no, I think that's interesting, especially, you know, the idea of making stress your friend and what it's indicating versus worrying about having that stress in your life. And mm -hmm. I've, I've also been trying to think, be much more present in my thoughts. And I think, I think that's the best thing that you can do as an entrepreneur is focus on yourself at, at you know, not even an entrepreneur, a mom, someone that's working for someone, anyone. The more that you can focus on what's happening in your head and the thoughts that are going through it, I think the better person you'll be. You'll be much more grounded and like, okay, this sucks that this bad thing happened, but you know, what can I do about it? And then kind of move on from there. I think that's a great point. I agree. I think a lot of stress comes from like trying to predict three things from now what's going to happen. And I don't know, like it's like almost not, like you're just creating it at that point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Corey says beer is how she prevents stress. I'm not sure that that's exactly the answer, but I'm sure all of us have occasionally, you know, had wine help us after a stressful day. Um, <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> so Stacy, with all of this, is there any one particular thing apart from the things that we talked about or before that you've taken note of? I know that Twitter just uh, was uh, filed for IPO today. Um, is mm -hmm. there anything else this week that you were like, oh my gosh, we should have talked about this? I don't think so. I think that, um, well, the only other thing that's happened that maybe we should mention is the Apple announcement. Oh, new iPhones? New iPhones. Are you going to get one? This guy will be replaced next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's Friday. It's on my calendar. Um, I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, Stacey, was that an iPhone shift. 5? It's This is an iPhone 5, yeah. It's not good enough. It's and not we'll, good enough? In case. It's good enough. <laughs> you know who really like this? My mom. Oh, then, sweet. I really like a new one. I'm kind of, I really like What about your son? One. Does your son have an iPhone or an iPad? He has my old 4S um, <laughs> that he listens to his music on um, oh, when he's playing in his room. Cute. All right. Um, but yeah. Well, so we talked about a lot of things. We talked about um, twerking. We talked about health insurance, like I said. We talked about Jean-Claude Van Damme and stress. <laughs> so that was a very productive show. Stacey, where can everyone find you after today's show? 
Everybody can find me at the Stacey Harris on Twitter or at thestaceyharris.com. That's brand new, right? It is today. We flipped the switch. Congratulations. That's big. Thank you. I know. We it's had the same thing hit the stuff. mic. It looks similar to hit the mic, but it's at thestaceyharris.com now. Is that because branding on every site, the Stacey Harris? Well, I found that most people knew me that way. People would like most people found my site by like Googling the Stacey Harris or assorted <laughs> social media. I talk, I talk to like you that. about people by saying, you know, the Stacey Harris. <laughs> it happens. Well, there's a lot of other Stacey Harris's, like a lot. Yeah. I did not realize how common the last name Harris was until I got married. Um, so the Stacey Harris is how I was able to get my Twitter handle with my name in it. But and that's how people know me. So I'm like, we're embracing this. We moved the domain. There's a new Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Stacey Harris. Um, so come and give me a like as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us for the headline show, Stacey. You're going to be thank around so the next two Thursdays, too. Um, big shout out to Trophy Wives Wines. You guys are going to really like this one. She's going to be on August or September 26th at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. She's going to be talking to us about wine, which I know is a favorite topic here. So it's going to be fun. <laughs> So, It'll be like an official Thirsty Thursday then. Right? It's going to be awesome. <laughs> so, all right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Stacy. All right. So you've been watching Wifey Chat Live, episode 79, the headline show. Make sure that you uh, go to youtube.com forward slash YF Entrepreneur or search for Young Female Entrepreneurs on iTunes to watch past episodes. Sign up for our mailing list at yfe.me forward slash mailbit because that's how you get to know what is actually happening here because I don't blog about it and I very, very rarely tweet about it. So <laughs> make sure that you sign up for Mailed It. It's a great way to stay connected with YFE. Uh, show up next Thursday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Same deal. Chat in with people. Use the hashtag YFE chat. Hope to see you then. This has been Jennifer Donna with Young Female Entrepreneurs.